Today, we're going to continue our discussion on exercising our brain. Thank you for joining me this morning. My name is Allison Ralston, and I'm a physician assistant and brain health coach. Today, we're going to continue the topic of exercising our brain. We're going to talk about meditation and physical exercise. Today, I want to continue our discussion on exercising the brain. The brain is truly a remarkable organ. Uh, Studies are showing that the brain has the ability to heal itself. Last podcast, we talked about telomeres. Telomeres are non-coding DNA on the caps of our chromosomes. It seems that telomeres are not just following some genetic code, but they're actually listening to what we are doing, what we are feeling, what we are eating, whether we are exercising or not, and whether we feel safe in our environment. As you may remember that our cells have memory. We talked about the things that can shorten cell life or cause our telomeres to be shorter. Those things are stress, whether we're fearful or worried. We even talked about that a brain that is unfocused or one that is not living uh, one day at a time also had shorter telomeres, or we should say that the cells were becoming old faster and not working as well as they should. You may remember that I gave an example of if your immune cells are uh, weak or old that you will have more chronic illnesses or more more infections. The same thing goes with the brain cells. If they are tired or worn out, they will have cognitive cognitive issues uh, and not have good memory. You may remember that um, I have said that I truly believe that stress uh, and condemnation uh, are at the root of physical illness. As I've read different things, uh, one of the books was The Telomere Effect that was written uh, by two researchers. They also uh, found that our cells have memory and that even traumatic events from childhood can become embedded in our cells. They called it biological embedding. They found that children who had multiple adverse effects, that they were more prone to chronic illness. They were also more prone to substance abuse uh, and mental illness. One study showed that if you had four or more um, traumatic events, uh, that you were at risk for having uh, diseases like obesity, asthma, heart disease, and depression. If you had more than that, then you were 12 times more likely to even attempt suicide. I found it interesting uh, that even other studies, there's another book that I have come across uh, that was written by Dr. Andrew Newberg called How God Changes Your Brain. He also found or said something that was quite interesting uh, to me. He said that faith is embedded in our neurons and in our genes, and it is one of the most important principles to honor in our lives. 
I found that interesting that we could have faith embedded in our genes, but we could also have these traumas and these um, things happen to us that could create problems in our lives. In his book, he said that contemplating God actually changed the neural functioning. That he said that when we contemplate God and we begin to meditate on the creation and and the bigness of God, that it actually began to activate certain circuits in the brain, but it would also deactivate other circuits. He found that when we contemplate God, that it actually um, creates new dendrites and it forms new synaptic connections in our brain and it makes us more sensitive uh, to things around us. He stated uh, or he um, spoke about a study out of the University of Pennsylvania stating that they consistently demonstrated that God was part of our consciousness and that the more we think about God, the more the neural circuitry uh, in certain parts of the brain begin to be activated. I love that because the scripture tells us that if we look at Ecclesiastics, I think it's 11, um, I think it's Ecclesiastics 11.5. We find this scripture that's really interesting to me. Um, It states this, As you know not what is the way of the wind, or how the spirit comes to the bones in the womb of a pregnant woman, even so you know not the work of God who does it all. So here researchers at the University of Pennsylvania are saying that God is part of our consciousness. And if we look at this scripture, it says here very clearly that God puts his spirit in the womb of a pregnant woman. We are, eternity is placed in us from the very time of conception. You know, we have that place. We, the human spirit longs to know God and to understand that. I found it so interesting that Dr. Newberg also said um, that they found that um, religion uh, or spiritual practices either had a neutral or beneficial effect on us physically and emotionally. He said the enemy uh, is not religion, but anger, hostility, intolerance, separation, extreme idealism, and the presidential prejudice. I can't even say that word. Sorry, it should be um, prejudiced fear. And I agree with that because if you remember from other podcasts, that our brain is connected to our immune system. When we have unhealthy emotions and we allow them to continue, we every thought produces a certain chemical in the brain that affects our body, either positively or negatively. So if we have a lot of unhealthy emotions and we allow those to go on, eventually they're going to cause physical illness. And I believe that fear is one of the most unhealthiest emotions that we can have. Fear produces torment. And torment is just a terrible place to be. I will even go on further to say that just as they said that these traumas are embedded uh, in our cells, 
I believe that fear gets embedded in our cells. I found it interesting that Dr. Newberg said that faith was in us, but yet you can't have faith and fear at the same time. I found it interesting that in his book, he said that the anterior cingulate of the brain is where fear is originated. Through his studies, um, he found that meditation, worship, and prayer actually calm the anterior cingulate area. He also stated in his book that he, that neurologists have determined that the anterior cingulate is the neurologic heart of the brain. It is a communication between the frontal lobe and the limbic system. He found that larger, the larger the anterior cingulate, the greater the person's empathy. That when there's a malfunction in the anterior uh, cingulate, communication skills were compromised. He found people that had um, trouble in this area, that they had more OCD, more depression. If we can practice meditation, if we become to focus our mind on, uh, on God, if we begin to reshape our thoughts, to think on things that are good and wholesome and whole, we begin to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. I want to uh, go a little bit further and talk about uh, this meditation. Meditation was always God's idea. It talks about it all through scriptures. He says um, in Proverbs um, 4, verses 21 through 24, he said, Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. So right here, we're looking at, we fill our mind with the word of God. He said his, his word is spirit and truth. Learning to focus or be Christ-centered, it actually causes us to be transformed. I believe that meditating on the word of God will embed that word and that life and that peace into our very selves that will bring uh, inner peace and joy and that inner peace and joy will bring radiant health it says it right here in verse 22 of proverbs 4 he said if you will unwrap my word which is to study it um, to meditate on it to bring it you know to think on it uh, to let it get deep in your spirit and allow it to, to come up and speak it. I believe that as we think the Word of God, we speak the Word of God, it gets into our spirit and it gets into our very um, core of our being, is what it's saying here. And, and guess what? Research is saying the same thing. Uh, people who are not Christian are, are show, showing that the brain has a powerful uh, ability to heal itself and that we can choose our thoughts that we can choose to think on things that are good we can choose to do that and I, I love the scripture in first john it says that perfect love cast out fear 
because fear implies punishment. You and I who are in Christ, we have been given that perfect love. We have been given the free gift of righteousness. We have been given life more abundantly through the death of Jesus Christ. And as we meditate on his love for us, as we meditate on the scriptures of who we are and whose we are, and know that we have been given power from above, that we have been given authority over all the works of the enemy, that we are not victims, that we are divine creations, but fear is crippling many in the body of Christ. Many have depression, many have anxiety, uh, many are having physical illness and disease. We've got to get rid of fear, and it is love that gets rid of fear. And as we meditate on the love of God, as we meditate on His promises, then we begin to be filled with that Word that's able to divide uh, the marrow and the bones, so to speak. But it's that soul that is prospering that brings that abundant health. And that's what research is showing. Um, Research shows if you meditate 12 minutes a day, that it can be anti-aging. So friends, I want to tell you that the Word of God is anti-aging. It showed here that through meditation and thinking on the mysteries of God, that it actually caused the brain to be more empathetic to others. And that's because the Word of God is, is life-changing. Um, So I encourage you uh, to begin to practice that. And meditation is not just sitting and just mumbling. It's actually engaging in prayer and worship to take these words, you know, take the words of the Father and begin to meditate on them. There was another I wanted just to share with you from, you know, um, more studies um, that it showed that when we intensely and consistently focus on spiritual values and goals. It increases blood flow to the prefrontal cortex and the anterior cingulate, which which will decrease its emotional center. So when we pray, when we meditate, when we sing and we worship, it actually calms the anterior cingulate. Where that's where fear is originated, and it calms that. So in my mind, that when we begin to think on the good things, it begins to get embedded in that anterior cingulate and begins to change the neuros, the neurology or the the dendrites or the neuro connections in the brain to more faith-based, more um, healthy brain cells. Matter of fact, Caroline Leaf, who is a neuroscientist, has shown that in her studies, that when we think unhealthy thoughts, the the neurons of the brain become dingy and dark because of all the uh, not-so-good chemicals that are being released. But when we begin to think faith-based thoughts, those neurons change, they become more tree-like and more and more beautiful. And other research is, research is saying that. So I believe that as we think, when we turn our mind to Christ, when we become Christ-centered and not self-centered, when we become Jesus-centered, when we become to think on what He has done for us at the cross, when we begin to think on His Word and who we are, seeing Jesus bought our birthright back. We gave up our birthright in the garden, but Jesus gave us our birthright. So we have a birthright that we're heirs to the kingdom of God. We have a we have a choice to think kingdom or heavenly thoughts, or we can think kingdom of dark, darkness. 
I believe the Lord showed me that that's really our choice. There's two kingdoms which we can agree with. We can either agree with the kingdom of heaven or we can agree with the kingdom of darkness. And fear is not of God. The, the crippling fear that comes, it is a spirit that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Fear has come to make you sick. Fear has come to make you uh, unable to function in this world. And that is not the fear that we are to have of God. The reverential fear of God brings life. Uh, knowing that there's hope. Knowing that there's something bigger. Knowing that He, he lives and that through His Son that we have been made in a right relationship. We can't save ourselves. But medical science is showing that contemplating God changes the brain and creates new neurons. One of the things that was interesting is they talked about how to meditate. And it seems that if you uh, come up with your own um, system of that, um, that if you, if you make it your own, uh, that it even is more effective. Um, there was a study out of Stockholm uh, at the Gerontology Research Center and the Aging Research Center in Sweden that found that if you customize your own um, meditation session, that it actually had a greater impact on your brain. As we go through these next few weeks, we're going to practice meditation. Uh, it involves um, finding relaxed a relaxed place, um, a quiet place. It involves regulating your breathing. And it seems that having background music, uh, singing, uh, praying in the spirit, and maybe repeating a word. And that's what meditation is, is to take a word and allow it to penetrate deep into your spirit. So one would be, I am loved by God. And you would think on that and you would speak that. And you would think on it and allow it to just penetrate you that you were loved by God. And that's the truth. You were loved by God. You were created by God. He put His Spirit in you from the very beginning. There is eternity there. And He wants a relationship with you. He desires a relationship with you. You were created to know God and to have a relationship with Him. And that all you have to do is to receive Christ as your Savior. And you become the child of God. You become an heir to the kingdom. Why do we have to do that? Very simply, because we gave up our birthright at the very beginning. But Jesus gave us back the birthright. And that we, we and He also, the Lord wants to work through us uh, to come against the kingdom of darkness. We were created into a battle. We were created to bring heaven uh, to earth. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to bring heaven to earth through us. So through meditation, we learn who we are. We change brain cells. They become healthier. They become more resilient. Um, one study showed that uh, if we do 14 days of daily mental and physical exercise, if we reduce stress and we do a healthy diet, that that was enough to improve uh, cognitive and brain function. So all of these things are important. Uh, learning to spend time in prayer and meditation and worship um, doing, eating the right things, eating a healthier diet. And I'm going to talk about that too, just for a few minutes. Um, let's talk about exercise first. Studies have shown that people who exer exercise spend less time in oxidative stress. 
So oxidative stress is associated with aging diseases like coronary artery disease, cancer, arthritis, macular degeneration, and other disorders. Oxidative stress increases free radicals. And antioxidants are what combat the free radicals that are produced. And, you know, free radicals are produced as the normal uh, body metabolism. But we have such a great body and immune system um, that we have ways, our body has ways of combating these free radicals, and they do it through exercise and they do it through diet. When we exercise, uh, we cause our adrenal glands to release uh, cortisol, and it helps our cells be more sensitive to insulin. Exercise uh, is important to mitochondrial uh, mitochondria function. It helps them to function better. We know that anything that increases blood flow to the brain uh, will also uh, also create new neurons. Um, and also, we know that exercise is anti-aging for, for the brain. So exercise is a powerful tool. Uh, to help our cells uh, stay uh, strong uh, and healthy uh, and to help combat uh, aging. Inflammation is at the root of illness, and we've talked about before. So eating a low inflammatory diet is, is so important. So many of the things that we're eating today, um, our American diet is so creates so much inflammation. Uh, the fried foods, the sugar, the high fructose corn syrup, the preservatives, all these things are causing increased inflammation, increased radical, uh, free radicals. I found a study years ago that drew blood from people on different diets, uh, and they, they actually looked at inflammatory markers, so diets that were high in sugar, which is, which is carbs too, simple carbs, red meat and fried food created a a lot of inflammation and we know now that that sugar breaks down into amyloid proteins in the gut and we know that that's uh, breaking down the blood brain barrier and causing Alzheimer's disease. Interestingly in Dr. Newberg's book it found that um, focused meditation uh, actually uh, decreased the risk of Alzheimer's disease as well. So our diet is very very important and one of the best diet is the Mediterranean diet. Um, it's full of whole grains, vegetable fruits, nuts. Um, we found that important supplements uh, that also help reduce free radicals are vitamin C, vitamin E, and vitamin D is very important. We know that vitamin D improves the immune system. Uh, we know that it's important in the lining of the gut. Uh, many studies are showing that uh, men and women who take vitamin D have a less risk of colon cancer. So foods that are high in vitamin D or salmon, tuna, uh, sole and flounder, milk, certain grains and eggs. For those who like me who are very excited about this, it seems that coffee uh, actually is um, good for us. Now that's not, that's in, you know, moderate amounts, not overdoing it, but it seems that coffee reduces cognitive decline and that it may be uh, help our telomeres be longer and it lowers oxidative stress. That makes me very happy because I'm a coffee lover. Of course, that's black coffee, not adding a lot of sugar and a lot of dairy to that. Other important vitamins are B-complex vitamins. We know they're important for the brain. They're important in making neurotransmitters. Uh, they're important in helping our neurons and our nerve system. 
So these are some things that you, you can do. So today, I want to just recap that meditation is a powerful tool uh, to renew our mind and to have healthy brain cells. Meditation was always God's idea. He talks about it all throughout Scripture. It is not uh, new. He tells us to meditate on His Word day and night. But I'm telling you that meditating and spending time in prayer, allowing the Word to go deep into your spirit, is going to bring radiant health to your body. Because the kingdom of God, for those of us who have asked Christ in our heart, we have been given the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit resides in us. And the kingdom of God is in us, and it's righteousness, peace, and joy. Our hope is in Christ. We have an eternal kingdom, an eternal home, and He has promised us protection. He has promised us health, but we need to partner with the Holy Spirit, and we do that in prayer and worship. And it seems that as we raise our hands, as we dance and worship, all of that um, enhances brain function. So as we, we think on the Word of God, as we allow it to penetrate deep into our spirit, as we unwrap the Word of God, it will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of our being. So many of us of Christ are not spending time thinking and praying and meditating on the Word of God. If you would just do it 12 minutes a day, you will see life change and benefits. So over this next week, I encourage you just to spend 12 minutes to quiet yourself, to get in relaxed and praise to turn on a wonderful uh, worship song or ask the Lord to give you a song. Ask Him what He's singing over you today and allow that song to penetrate deep into your spirit. I want to leave you with uh, Psalm 8 because I believe in the power of worship. And again, I think meditation incorporates all of that. It can be corporate sitting quietly and thinking on God. It can just be singing a song. All of that incorporates worship. And I believe that is the key. That is the key to health is worship and prayer. Because our breath is a prayer. We need to practice the presence of God everywhere we go. We live and move and have our being in Him. We are not alone. We are not without help. The enemy comes at us with fear, and that fear can get embedded into ourselves. But I'm telling you, through the power of meditation, faith can become embedded in ourselves. Faith can be embedded in our body, and it can bring true peace. I encourage you to go to Psalms 8, the Passion Translation. And I love this because this tells us exactly how worship is, is one of the ways it's beneficial. It says, You have built a stronghold by the songs of babies. Strength rises up with the chorus of singing children. This kind of praise has the power to shut Satan's mouth. Childlike worship will silence the madness of those who oppose you. Look at the splendor of the skies, your creative genius glowing in the heavens. When I gaze at your moon and stars mounted like jewels in their setting, I know you are a fascinating artist who fashioned it all. But when I look up and see such wonders and the workmanship above, I ask this question. Compared to all your cosmic glory, why would you bother with puny mortal man or be infatuated with Adam's sons? Yet what honor you have given men, created a little lower than Elohim, crowned like kings and queens with glory and magnificence. You have delighted, you have delegated to them magistry, 
majesty over all who have made all you have made, making everything subservient to their authority, placing earth itself under the feet of your image bearers. Do you see what he's saying? Is that God created us a little lower than himself or a little lower than the angels. You have been created for glory. You have been divinely created. You've been created with love. And that is the key. Are we going to have love? Are we going to have fear? Fear is rooted in uh, stress. It is rooted in hate. It is rooted in, uh, you know, so many things. Fear is torment. And it's time for us to get rid of fear because the Bible says that we have not been given a spirit of fear, but a one of power and love and sound mind. So meditate on that today. Get in the secret place and allow the Holy Spirit to heal your heart. We need to get rid of these things. Just like Dr. Newburn said, uh, he said, the enemy is not religion, but the enemy is hate, prejudice, anxiety, and fear. I thought that was really interesting that he said that. And he's coming from a researcher's point. These are things that can make us sick and can make us uh, not well. So today, friends, I'll leave you with that. Um, over the next few weeks, um, I'm going to um, start doing maybe some daily meditation um, practices uh, that we can go through together. Um, and I hope this has been beneficial to you. Um, I pray today that you would be filled uh, with the love of God, that He will give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him, that He's a good, good Father. You know, it says in the Bible that we who are evil know how to give good things to our children. How much more the Lord wants to give us the Holy Spirit? More of the Holy Spirit provides that peace and that joy, that we can have peace and joy in the midst of whatever's going on. The Lord showed me a hurricane. And in the center of the hurricane is perfect peace. When we choose to focus our mind on Jesus, when we choose to focus our mind on things above and the things that are good and things that are wholesome, and when we begin to meditate on who we are and whose we are and that we are not victims, and when we begin to believe uh, the Word of God, it is transforming, that we can go from glory to glory to glory, that we are not without help, that we actually have been given authority over all the works of the enemy, and that we are actually powerfully created beings and if we partner with God we partner with God and we partner with the Holy Spirit we can live the abundant life